Welcome to the Balls Not Court Podcast. Cortez Paul is here. Kevin Carter. Over Welcome Skype. to the Balls Not Court Podcast. Cortez Paul is here. Kevin Carter over Skype. Mr. Carter, how you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Uh, I can't complain, man. I'm up in the apartment. Well, we can complain. We just don't feel like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We just don't feel like it. There's no point in doing it. Hey, you know, it'd be nice to have a million dollars right now, but, you know, life ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. A lot of stuff going on on my end, so that's my fault. But hey, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of crying and whimpering and, and tears of joy coming from your end. Not not nothing else. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but you know, Kevin's hitting me up this week. Hey, we need to get a podcast out, and I was, so you know what. You're right. Let's get one out. Oh, now? No. Just tell the truth. (laughs) Tell the people the truth. The reason you wanted to do the podcast is because after seven long and shitty years, your team is back in the playoffs. That's the reason why you wanted to do the podcast. Just tell the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The truth will set you free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh yeah so we yeah we're gonna preview that and stuff like that good playoff stuff coming up and and yes i'm I'm definitely very excited and we'll talk more about that later in the podcast when we get to that ser- series and discuss them so but yes very happy fan over here um tears of joy uh you know what i've been through and everything like that but like we'll, we'll say that for later what I, I y'all 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 hear how he sounds what i've been through <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I was a Jaguar fan for ten years before they made their run. You ain't been through shit. <laughs> did you cry like I did? <laughs> huh? I went to it. I went to fucking Boston to go to a game for God's sake. You're right. You're right. <laughs> exactly. When you go to Toronto for a game, then we can talk. Oh, I ain't going to Toronto. I'm going to both of the home games here. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they want to do some option or. Ticket giveaway like they did for you, man. I'd be glad to do it. <laughs> yeah. A trip to Toronto. <laughs> uh, must be a mad lucky day. We get the 16 pick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching the, uh, they just signed the uh, lottery things here. We get the picks because it's the same record. So. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, we got like a 1% chance at top three or four or something like that. We can either get one, two, three, four, five. Or six, and then not seven, eight, nine, ten, or thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. I was like, do we actually get to keep a pick this year? So right now they're actually doing a tiebreak between you, the Hornets, and the Kings right now to see who get the uh, lower pick. So we'll, yeah, I'll let you know when that happens when they choose it. Hopefully, you get some luck here with your Miami Heat. Get a get a good player. <laughs> but we, uh, but we, but the key for us is is that two people opt out and go somewhere else. Yeah. That's the big key for us. Now, I'm praying that both of them go away. Will they do it? <laughs> That's what I'm praying, man. The they, they got the player option, so I'm hoping both of them just go away. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what Pat Ryan can do with his magic. Maybe convince him or something and say, hey, you know, wish you best for going this route, you know. Well, Whiteside wants playing time. He ain't going to get it in Miami now. Mm-hmm. Because they got a cheaper option that's playing. So he ain't going to get the playing time no more. And Gordon, he just needs to go. <laughs> he blew more games than he won. <laughs> uh, 
at the end of the season for us. He was blowing stuff. It was a shame that we had to rely on the guy on his way out to even keep us in the games and to try to help us win the game. That's who he was relying on. We was relying on 79-year-old knee Dwayne Wade to take us to the playoff, and he almost did it. Yeah, he almost did it. And crazy part, man, like he can go like another year if he wanted to, but like he says, mm. he know he can go another year, and and um and uh, yeah, he just chose his time out. Speak about that, by the way, before we go into the playoffs uh, discussions here about him and his, I know you watch ceremony and then the Budweiser commercial. Talk about that, man. What was that? Oh, the Budweiser. Oh God, the Budweiser commercial. <laughs> Somebody was cutting onions in my house, like cutting a ton of onions in my house. <laughs> That was that was one of those things to, because like everybody knows, I think listen to uh to the podcast and everything is I had cancer and there was a lot of guys that I looked up to with the way that they went about things in their life and the way what their message was to get across to people like Craig Sager, guys like that, and also Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. and that's how and that watching that with all the people that were giving him their their jerseys per se, that was one of those things that hit home to me and it was oh I, I, I was I was sad. Plus Dwayne is arguably one of my favorite players to ever play basketball. And so to see him on his last home game and then watching the ceremony and everything they did at seven thirty uh, I actually got to watch it off of NBA TV, and that was that was emotional too because you're seeing uh, uh, it's a, it's the end of an era. It's the end of like one person said. I won't. I never will know what it's like to watch a guy play for 15 years for my franchise, and then he just goes away. Mm-hmm. And this guy has been a staple for the Heat for that long, for 13 years. He's been wearing that jersey, representing Miami, and even he's just playing the game the right way. And he and he's a good dude. And it was it was just sad to to see him leave. I'm glad he's going out of his own terms, but it's emotional for people that we invest so much into a lot of people invest so much in the sports and everything like that. And we we hardly invest in the people. But Dwayne was one of those guys that people invested in him. Right. And it was it was just, it was the Budweiser commercial though did it. And I was like, Man, who who made this? <laughs> and then John Legend making a song for the uh the Gatorade ad. Yeah. And uh, that was that was pretty cool too. But it, yeah, it was I tried to watch as much as possible on the stuff about Dwayne Wade, and it was it was it was pretty sad. Or it was it was it, it's sad, but yet I'm happy for him that he gets to go out on his own terms, and he went out the way he did with his two last games, and it it was it was fun to watch, but sad. Yeah. Now one of one of my coworkers mentioned about the uh, the Bud Wild commercial, and then the uh, school shooting with the uh, basketball player Joaquin. Yep. He said, man, he's like, I'm watching that commercial because he's from Miami. He was like, I'm watching that commercial. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm getting a little bit emotional. But he saw that and got the jersey. He's like, yep, this did it. This did it. He yep, I was I was done. I yeah. was like, that gummit. Yeah, he was like, he just looked at me like, I can't believe it. He's like, I'm tearing. He's like, that hit me, man. That hit me. And 
And uh, it was definitely a cool moment to watch that commercial. And and it was also cool to watch uh, his son reenact the uh, Converse commercial. Yep. And, yep, um, reenact the Converse. Yep. So, I mean, that that was pretty cool in this stuff. So there was just, listen, I might not be, I mean, my mind was worried about Roberts because, you know, we play in the state. But the, the, to not knowledge what Way has done for that franchise and that city and there's a reason they call that place Wade County, man. He has so much of an impact down there. And um, so that's where you just have to respect the legend that he is. And he, he's, in my mind, is going to be a first round Hall of Famer. Uh, Paul Pierce talking crazy and stuff like that. But nah, and I don't know, well, Paul Pierce is that dude, but nah, it's like Wade is that much better than you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shut up, Paul. Don't even get me started on Paul Pierce. And no, Paul I, I, Pierce, I, and Paul, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce won was out of his gourd for saying what he said. Paul Pierce, too, was trying to get back in the limelight by saying something stupid when a guy's retiring. Yep. Dude, you honestly just let it go. Let dude retire, and then later on say something stupid like that. But give the, give the man his spotlight. Instead, you tried to jerk everything over towards you, and Twitter just murdered you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nah, but that's why I say it was just that let let that man have his time. It was it was exactly presentation. And then when he did the when he went to Brooklyn and they gave him a standing ovation and of course his boys was there, LeBron and Chris Paul and and Mello. Mello was there. Uh then you saw they asked Wade, so what you doing at the game? He's like, Oh, I'm gonna go drink. <laughs> he said, I'm going to party and yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to drink and party. So um, And then he was out there and um Devin Booker was there. Yep. Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker was it Devin Booker was at the party and uh Delo was there. Yep. And he was like <laughs> and he was like, okay. He goes, Y'all are the next wave. Yep. He goes, Y'all make us proud. All right. And um also we had another one that was emotional that retired uh within the same week with Dirt Novinsky. We we he knew <laughs> he he Dirt did it a different way than Wade did it. So he he announced it that last game, home game. Yep. And um, of course, it hit him. Uh, so, what do you thought about that? I'll let you go into that first, and what dirt means to you. Uh, what what kind of shitty way was it though that I had Dwayne Wade, who's arguably one of my favorite basketball players, to retire, and then another one that I always liked, and Dirk leaving the same day. I'm like, what? Really? Come on, man. <laughs> I was like, y'all, y'all give me like a cute couple of hours to like process things. I was like, now, yeah. And I'm like, dang. I'm making God. me emotional over here, man. <laughs> I know, but I, but I always liked Dirk. I've, I've always liked Dirk. You know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody that knows how I follow basketball knows I like Dirk. But it was just like, I'm like, really, man? Come on. Y'all got to do this on the same day? Yeah. On the same day. Well, I was like, ugh. Well, you know, Dirk. but he did it a different way. He yeah. did it where he didn't want all season to be about him. But I, I think he knew that this was his last year, and I think he, I think midway through the season when everybody started to do things for Dirk and all that stuff, he was like, you know, it's time. Plus, it, it, plus it was just wearing on him because being that big, he 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 was just wearing down. But it, it I was like, man, same day. Yeah, it's like y'all trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, Dirk. As as far as like internationally goes, he he definitely helped landscape that scene and get more international. Oh, he was over here. He, he was the origin. He was the originator of the big man. He was he was the original 
originator of now how basketball is played. Yes. Big men shooting jump shots. Mm-hmm. He's the one that took all that European flair and brought it over here, and he's been the most successful with it. Because we've had guys come over here before with it, but nobody like him. And he's the one that's brought in all the – now he's the one that all these other guys emulate. Yeah. He's the one that all the, the – that the new way of basketball, this is the way it's went with guys his size shooting three-pointers and jumpers and doing all this stuff. But he, he epitomizes what today's game is now. He just couldn't play the game anymore because it all caught up to him. Yeah. He, but he was this era before this era even came around. Right. He yeah. started. He started this madness. It's like someone put it, man. It's like seeing our uh, our childhood go away, and uh, now, as far as I know, there's only one that remained, and Vince Carter. And, Vince. And yep. he he's going. And Vince, who, Vince is going to be seventy. Yeah. <laughs> Vince. Vince is one of them guys that's just he loves to hoop. So who knows when his time is going to come? But. Um, it's, it's like really seeing like the end of an era here, seeing all these guys that, you know, me and Kevin particularly grew up watching and, and, um, seeing, you know, going off into the sunset the way they want to. And, and, uh, these are, that, these are guys that's going to be like hall of famers, you know, uh, whenever. And enjoy watched and enjoy watching. Yes. So, I'm amazed that Melo didn't just go ahead and announce his retirement too. Yeah. 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 Because he nobody wants to pick him up or anything like that, and he's still trying to hold on. I'm like, dude, Melo, if somebody would have picked, I have a feeling if somebody would have picked him up to uh, this year, that he would have been like, okay, this is my last go at it, and then he's retiring because that whole class is getting ready to to retire with LeBron going to be the only one left because yeah. LeBron still got to chase Ghost. Yeah. Uh, so all these other guys don't have to chase Ghost; they're going out on their own. LeBron's going and chasing ghosts because he don't want to go out on his own terms. He wants to go out with other people saying that he was the greatest for this reason and this reason and this reason. Right. Um, and just go out on your own terms. Don't yeah. let other people dictate to you when you go out. That or because your body's going to blow up. That or he should sign a one day contract and next and retire. I mean something. Yeah, I mean, just that's, do that's just do something, man. Go. Go out on your own terms and just you know what he should do. This is what Carmelo should do. Go to the Nuggets, sign a one day contract, and retire with the Nuggets. You don't think the go best? back where go back to where it started and retire with the team that drafted you and brought you in. Okay. Interesting. That's what I would do. Gotcha. That's what I was hoping. I hope the I was hoping the Nuggets would bring him back for the let him have a little run with them before he leaves. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely probably would have went with the Knicks, but, you know, Nuggets ain't, ain't, ain't a bad choice either for him. That's the one I drafted him. So, uh, but yeah, either or, somebody needs to just sign to a one day contract and just let him, you know, retire the right way because I know he's trying to still hold on and, you know, there was talks about him doing the late. Let him do the, it, let him do the Ichiro thing. Yeah. Like Ichiro did this, this the uh, the first two games he played the first series for the uh, Mariners, and then he retired. Yeah. Let him play for a, a few games. Let him do a home game, and then let him retire. Hell, let him play the Knicks <laughs> in a Nugget uniform, and then retire. Yeah. Do something like that just to give him his credit. Yeah, give him his credit and time to, you know, because he was a great scorer. Nothing else. 
Just a great score. Yeah, a great score. Don't get and I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I know Mel. And he's Mel, and he's in arguably, and he was arguably in one of the greatest draft classes ever in NBA history. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys that was in that draft class. Superb uh, international player when he played for Team USA. So. God, yeah, he 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 deserve he deserves to have a little, a little of him being able to leave on his own terms. Yeah, you're right. He deserves some kind of recognition. So, I agree with that. All right. I like Melo. Yeah, Mello. Until he got fat, Melo. <laughs> he started hanging around Raymond Felton too much, man. Well, I love Melo until he put on a Knicks uniform. <laughs> That's when I I, I love Melo when he played for. The Nuggets. They were close to going to the finals. Yeah. With that team. They were real close. Yeah. And I I, I liked him. But then when he did all that to the Nuggets and then went to the Knicks. No, no thank you. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And it just, it just went downhill from there. So, But, I mean, he's still a one hell of a player regardless of the fact there. So he, he needs to get recognized somehow. All right, uh... We'll cover the West first. Let's go with uh, the Golden State Warriors at the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Golden State is 57-25. The Clippers are 48-34. and 34. Uh, Regular season series, Warriors lead 3-1. to one. Golden State won on November 12th, 116-121. I'm sorry, Clippers won. December 23rd, Golden State, and then the next three, Golden State just won them. Um, yeah, let's, let's just get to the point. If Golden State's healthy, they kill them. So, uh, question from you, because I know this is DeMar's cousin left with that uh, Achilles injury last year in New Orleans. And now, you know, he's been averaging 16 points and eight rebounds. What do you expect to see from him, um, like, as far as his motivation and, and, and uh, his, his approach to, to this series? Uh, this is like a this is like an open tryout for the rest of the league for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, look, I'm going to be a free agent. Y'all see how healthy I am now? Let me go and dominate throughout these playoffs and let me sign a big contract that when when it comes time. Okay. And that's what he's gonna use that's what he's gonna use the whole playoffs for. Because if Golden State's healthy, they're gonna beat everybody except maybe one team. Mm-hmm. One team may give them fits. But the but these guys are they're just way too good. But Cousins, he he looks to be back in his form, back to the way he's capable of playing and and good for him because he's gonna make a lot of money this offseason. Oh yeah, because he put that bet he put that bet on himself, and he was like, "Look, I'm just gonna go sign with Golden State, and let them let me loose, and then when I get loose, I'm gonna make a lot of money this offseason." Exactly, and if he's willing to not be that you know number one player somewhere and be like a two or three, which he will be, and still get paid a good amount of money, it's a really good. Oh, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. <laughs> but uh, it's funny, ironically, he did come back against the Clippers and <laughs> and uh, yep. had that big game. So it's, it's gonna be fun to watch how his uh, postseason run is gonna go this year. Uh, what you expect from Kevin Durant and Curry? The same as they always do. They gonna they're gonna go through the motions just to get through the series unscathed, and they are gonna do what they need to do to just they, they like I said they they just have to stay healthy. Yeah. And they're going to go out there and they're going to light it up like they usually do. One guy will have one good game. The other guy will have another good game. Then the other guy will have another good game. And then the other guy will have another good game. Since they got four guys that are just going to do whatever they want. <laughs> the matchup I'm looking for is Pat Beverly and, and uh, Steph Curry. Because, uh, you know, you know, Pat Beverly. Did you see? Is, is, is talking about Pat Beverly. Did you see him talking to the guy from the Nuggets? 
telling him how to draw card James Harden. Oh, no. He was uh, talking to Jay Crowder. Yeah, he Jay was Jay talking Jay. to him, telling him. Now, yeah, when that son bitch cut this way, you cut this way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He was educating him, man. That's why I, I saw that. Yeah, he was talking to Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay, yeah, yeah. He gave him some pointers on James Harden. That, that was pretty cool. So, which we, we already know, Pat Beverly, man, because he, well, one, he played with him. And uh, two, uh, he's probably one, one of the better point guard defenders in the NBA. So, that was oh, Pat I'm Beverly. Pat, Be- Pat Beverly fits in with the basketball that we like. Mm-hmm. He fits in to that era of the basketball guys that we like. Where he's feisty, he gets in you, he gets in your chest, and he plays defense. He He's that kind of ball player that I liked, and he plays that old style of basketball. Now you got people that fall down and act like they got shot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun to watch this this uh this matchup with him and Curry, um, see how that goes. Yeah, because he gets in you. He he makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Talk about he makes you really uncomfortable. Yeah. Talk about the job that Doc Rivers done with this team. They trade Tobias Harris, who's going to be a free agent this year. They was actually like number three and four in the West, and uh, they they still made the playoffs. Um, talk about Doc is a dang, Doc is a dang good coach. And he don't get and he don't get the credit that he he deserves. He's a dang good coach, and he did a lot with a little in L.A. this year. And, and he he never got hit. He never got his full credit, even when he was the Boston coach, because you had the big three mm-hmm. or four or whatever you want to call them. He had all of them up there, so he never really got his credit as a coach. But the way he's been doing it in L.A., not just this year, but all the years that he's been doing it, he he doesn't get near the credit he deserves. Yeah, I definitely give him a lot of credit this year. Um, and like I said, he always been a fantastic coach. But um, this, when I began the year, I, I always thought like the Clippers roster was kind of weird. You know, they had Gallinari and they had Tobias Harris and Pat Beverly and and all all these pieces. I'm just trying to figure out like how they fit and how how it's going to work. And um, I give them credit, man. They made that trade because they want to pay Tobias Harris the big money in the offseason. They leave that decision to Philly, and uh, he, he and I thought, okay, well, they're not gonna make the playoffs, and by none, they they uh, made a good run and, and held the AC. So, um, good job for him and the, the way that he coach and make these guys believe. And and uh, sometimes you just it doesn't matter with talent, man. It's just you know, you play good team ball, it it, it sometimes yep. takes you places, and that's definitely there was one of the fun stories to watch. So, uh, as far as this series though, what's your prediction? <laughs> it's a sweep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a sweep too. It's a sweep. They got. They're just. They, they're just loaded. They got there, and I know the Clippers looking for free agency. Who they gonna try to chase? <clears throat> Maybe Kawhi Leonard. It's been a rumor, but uh, but good good for them to kind of get there, and 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 it's a stepping stone. But uh, Golden State just got like Kevin said again. They just got too much firepower, so um, this will be over pretty quick. And Golden State can sit there and, and get their rest and wait. Um, and chill, yeah. Yeah, wait between the Houston and uh, Utah matchup who who comes out of that. So, All right, next series, you got Denver versus San Antonio. Uh, this matchup, this series is tied 2-2. Um, Denver has come in at second seed at 54 wins, 28 losses. San Antonio's 48 wins and 34 losses here. West is, like I said, West is stat. They're like four or five games within each other. You see how that close that is? <laughs> between oh, the yeah. team in the West. So um what do you think about the size matchup here? You got uh Jokic and Plumbing 
and then you got uh, Lamarcus Aldridge in, on on uh, the Spurs. So this 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 is a series that's got a lot of size in it. Yeah, this is the, this is the girth series, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's girth with guys that shoot jump shots. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing the thing about this series is, can you ever – Denver has had a really good season, but can you ever count against the team where Popovich is coaching? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the big thing when it comes to playoff time is just that experience. And there, nobody has more experience than, than Popovich. And he somehow, some way gets his team to perform every single time. But Denver has been really, really good this year. Yeah, Jokic is averaging twenty points, ten rebounds, seven assists per game. They're that quiet team. There's that there's that quiet team this year. Even though they're a two seed, they're still that quiet team that's flown under the radar because they don't have that guy that pops off the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't have that flash that everybody always always wants to see in a basketball team. They just go about both of these teams. The exact same way. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like an old school, old school style series, and and uh, Jokic is playing out of his mind. You know, he's, he's the best passing big man in the NBA, and uh, he, he's definitely making a name for himself. First time All Star this year, and um, just just that team itself, how it built up. It's, it's got a lot of shooters around him, where that way he can operate in space, and so they're they're a fun team to watch, especially when they uh, get up and down the court. With him, kind of, you know, man in the uh, the middle there. So I'm actually interested yep. to see how this how this squad is going to run. Uh, you got him, then you got Plumbing coming in off the bench to add that physicality to it. Paul Millsap is another guy that's very intriguing. He's been good for many years. Gary Harris is solid. Uh, so Monte Morris is actually, you know, come off the bench as a point guard and give him a lot of scoring. So this this team is very interesting. Jamal Murray, who's been quiet lately, you hear much from him, but you know he he's expected to blow up any time. So this. This is a, a definitely a series I like with the speed that they got. Lamarcus Aldridge leading them with with uh, Demar Derozan, so Aldridge is having twenty one and nine. But even them, you know, they they got a lot of depth that they have on their team as well. Uh, so I'm I'm actually interested how this going to work. Mike Malone has done a fantastic job with this team, but like you said, you match against you know one of the best coaches in the NBA and Greg Popovich. So. Uh, it's, he he's good at really game planning, and it's it's a surprise that uh, this is his first season that he didn't get fifty wins in a long time. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely very intrigued by this series. Um, this is gonna be a good series. I, I, this this ain't gonna be a uh, cakewalk for Denver. And uh, yeah, this will be fun. And then and it's actually a good experience for him as well too. So, uh, what what you far what do you think you far as your prediction here? No, a guy. I, I, for some reason, I can never go against Popovich. Uh-huh. No matter how much you think his team is down or anything like that, for some reason, he still he still knows what he's doing. But as much as I want to pick the Spurs, I think I'm going to go with Denver. I'm going with Denver, and it's going to go seven games. Oh yeah, this, it's going to be a great series. Yeah. This will be the this will probably be the best series out of the uh, out of the first round. Yeah. It'll be very fun to watch. So I'm going to be very intrigued with that one. The next series, you got Portland, who's at 53 wins, 29 losses, against Oklahoma City. That's got 49 wins and 33 losses. Uh, this season series was a sweep to the Thunder. They beat them 4-0. Uh, and pretty much they was all close games in this series. So they, they was all nail biters. And it's just, yeah, so 
Portland's got a uh, got a heck of a draw here. <laughs> so yeah, Thunder, um, the Thunder, the Thunder are no joke, especially so, with their overrated point guard. So I, I know everybody talk about season series and stuff like that. Is there any significance because last year Portland no. got swept by New Orleans as well? No, there, there's no significance between. We see how much stock people, or we see how much stock, and we see how much that the players and stuff put into the regular season. Mm-hmm. They're all if they know they're they're going to be on a playoff team, they kind of they kind of lower it down sometimes and do all that stuff just so they can rest up so they can get to the playoffs. But nah, that there's no significance in that at all. A lot of load management days off. You mean they got exactly. Load management. Load management. Uh, That's that means you haven't had sex in a while when you have load management. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this Westbrook and Lillard matchup? Oh, how how fun is that? Just, just how much? How fun is that matchup? That's gonna be really you got, fun. You got Leonard, who's who's one of the. He's one of the underrated players in in the league, mm-hmm. and then you got a guy who people call overrated. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. That man is not overrated. Nah, he's not. Overrated. That man's that man's rated. Yeah, he's rated right where he should be. You don't average. You're not overrated if you average a triple double for three years in a row. I don't care how much stat padding he does. You know how hard that is. You have to have people making shots to get the assist. The man had a 20-20-20 game. I don't care if they were letting him get rebounds. It, it, that, it's still, the man is not overrated. He is rated where he should be. Overrated. Y'all a bunch of idiots. Nah, he's definitely not overrated. Uh, but the thing is, too, you know, he's, what, six-foot-three guard getting given double-digit rebounds. He was Exactly. He was getting 11 rebounds a game, and they said, no, no, they said he was in 11 in total rebounds or rebounds average per game and he was the only guard that was in the top 15 <laughs> of course uh, he, he's, he's crazy and the fact that he able to do all, to do all this stuff because he's got a score in paul george now so yes yep. go ahead and get the rebounds and, and get the assist because he he's got a score in paul george and then you gotta think about this too they're they're missing one of their best defenders the whole year and andre robinson so um, yep. like he he's doing more than he's asked but people want to call the man overrated I don't know about that, but uh, you know. Nah, don't don't call him overrated. It offended me when I heard that. Yeah, uh, they I did. was like, "Come on, really?" So, the the players voted him overrated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Nurkic went down with a season-end injury, and and uh, it was unfortunate because they went to overtime, and and uh, so they lost their big man there. So now they got Ennis Cantor, who's going back to Oklahoma City, uh, where he went and played for a few years with Russell and there and, and uh, KD. So. Um, I think as far as that matchup there, Nurkic is more of a uh, physical asset, better defender, obviously, than Canther. So um, that's probably going to play a little bit of effect to it. But you still got Lillard and McCollum, and, and um, they, they still got, you know, some some punch off the bench that they, they can bring to uh, against Oklahoma City. Uh, Paul George, what do you think about him and then his year? You know, I know he's got a short injury now. Yeah, he, he had a great year this year. Uh, he played He played like Paul George, we know. And he, he he just played well. He he played well. They uh, he, he's just a good ball player. That's what you say about Paul George. He had an MVP type season this year, mm-hmm. but it's easy to play free and play the way he was playing when you got Russ sitting right next to you too. 
Yeah. So those two, those two guys, those two guys have played off each other. I think better than any guy that has played with Russ. I think he's he's played off Russ better than KD did and better than Harden did. And he he he's a good fit with Russ. Oh yeah. Nah, I, I definitely agree with that. It seemed like they they well one they like to play with each other too. They enjoy each other. Coming. Not saying that KD and Russ did, but near the end they they were some time. They did. <laughs> yeah, but near the end there was some kind of friction. But yeah, they enjoyed and and um so this is gonna be a fun matchup, man. Who who you got in this series? Oklahoma's. I mean, game. I got I I got OKC. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I think the the way they've been playing all season and stuff, they're they're building up and they're ready for the playoffs. How many games you got it? Uh six. Six. If all else fails, just go to six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. Going You'll hear me say six a lot. So this this is the upset I'm choosing here is uh I got I got uh, OKC uh, beating them too, and then and, and I and I really think if they had Nurkic it'd be a different series, but I think that that uh, you'll see that that play a part in him him going down and and um, long long as uh, playoff P doesn't show up like if he shows up and doesn't go ghost like he did in Indiana. But. Exactly. <laughs> But I think, I think but Russ, Russ, I don't think Russ will let him go ghost. No, exactly. Yeah, I think he'll be uh, good and and um, yeah. I'm, sorry, Troublers, y'all be out the first round again. Just my opinion. So, no. <laughs> All right, uh, Nets one. We got number four C Houston, fifty three wins, twenty nine losses, and Utah's at fifty and thirty two. Wow, man, that's three games separate you guys. <laughs> that's a pretty good matchup. All right, so, talk about. Uh, Talk about another underrated team in Utah. They actually started they off slow too, right? Yeah, and they don't have that flat, but they don't have that flash guy. You know, I've been saying it for a lot of teams that have been in the playoffs. They don't have that flash guy. Mm-hmm. They play team ball, and they don't have that dude that just pops off the screen. Whereas Houston has that idiot, the traveling machine, <laughs> who be able to put the whole team on his back and take them to Utah if he wants to. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I about to say yeah. You kind of kind of touched their personnel because this is the second best offensive team in the league, in the Houston Rockets versus the second best defensive team in the league against the Utah Jazz. Uh, talk about the U- Utah Jazz defensive makeup. What, what do you think about their defensive players and stuff like that? Uh, they play they play defense well because they play they play team ball. And usually when you have a team that doesn't have that flash guy, mm-hmm. what's the big thing that pops off that they always play well? It's always defense. Yeah. Defense is always that thing when there's a team that is full of good players, but not that superstar guy. The always thing we go back to is look how good they play defense because they make up for not having that flash guy on offense. Yeah. And that, and that's where their thing is. They're a very good defensive team, and they have a bunch of very good defenders. You got Rudy Gobert. You got uh, uh, Derek Favors. And then Jay Crowder, who Kevin mentioned earlier that, uh, that Patrick Berry was talking to. Um, Kevin Percy, how do you defend this guy, James Harden? Like, how? I know it's a hard, it's a hard task to do in the first place. But how are you? How, what was your take in trying to guard this this guy right here? Remember what I told you before: if you want to defend James Harden, you get in his space. You get in his face as soon as he takes that step back. Guess what you do? You take a step forward. If he takes four steps back, you take four steps forward. You do not let him have no space. 
We know he's traveling when he does the space thing. We know he does that step back. But you have to give, don't give him an inch. Don't let him go to his left, right, left. Don't just don't let him do anything. Just stay in his mug. If they call you for a foul, so be it. Make him uncomfortable. Because as soon as you make him uncomfortable, it throws everything off. He gets uncomfortable, then he starts yapping with the refs, and then he just is completely thrown off his game. You just have to be a space eater when it comes to him. Gotcha. It's what you do to athletic people that don't like being bumped. Like, you can't do that to Russ, because Russ don't care if you bump him. You can't do that to certain other guys in the league, because they don't care if you bump him. Mm -hmm. He cares if you bump him, because as soon as you bump him, you take him off of his game. But that is the thing you have to do. You have to eat up the space between you and Harden. Because if you give him too much space, it's already over. Oh, yeah. You give him too much space, and then if he's able to get some foul calls and stuff like that with his uh, reenactments of, like, he just got shot. <laughs> yeah, my, that, man, that, man's a, that man needs to go and sign up to be a Gettysburg reenactor. <laughs> so, but how many times? Uh, well, somebody bumped him in the beard, and he acted like he got clothesline. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely an act. And um, don't get me wrong, James Harden, he's probably one of the most talented offensive players in the league right now. But it's just his game set. And I, and I admit, it's just, I think the isolating stuff, just watching that. I, I mean, I don't know how you're a Rockets fan and you can sit there and, and watch him dribble, 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 fly six his game is His game is boring, annoying, and shitty. He can score, yes, but to watch him play is boring, and is and is it just is it's terrible to watch him play. The fundamentals are just thrown way, way, way away when you watch him play. Iso ball is some of the crappiest basketball you can ever watch, and with him, it's even crappier because all he does is dribble through his legs four hundred times. Goes to do a crossover, pushes the guy off, makes the guy fall down, then takes 18 steps backwards behind the three-point line and shoots it and act like he done something. Well, you did do something. You pushed the guy off for one, and two, you travel. It's just the further you get into the playoffs, it's hard to play that way. Yes, it is hard to play iso ball when you're playing teams that are good teams defensively. You make it easy for us to too. So I mean, it's, uh, it's rough. Look, man. even when the war, even when the Warriors won with their great offense, guess what? They were really good on defense too. Yeah. The Warriors, the Warriors have a good defensive team, even though they're really good on offense. The Houston Rockets are not good on defense. They're just good on offense. Yeah. And it, it oh god, they uh I hate watching that team. <laughs> No, it's, it's definitely a high story. So I was going to ask you one more Rockets question. Um, um, who needs to show up bigger in this series, Chris Paul or uh, or Clint Capella? Chris Paul. Chris Paul needs to show up. That's the reason they pay him. Yeah. That's the reason he's their point guard. Show up. We ain't paying you all that money to not show up. Get your buddy in there and show up. Especially their point guard matchup is in his favor. Exactly. You know, we used to Show have a lot up. Of injuries with their point guards, so uh, yeah, they 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 gonna have to. Um, he's gonna have to take advantage of that and stuff like that. So uh, could the Rockets be in danger of looking at Jazz because I know they they have that that net series they play the Warriors. 
Yes, they are in danger. They are in danger of overlooking the Jazz. They shouldn't overlook this team. Nope. But I know there's been a lot of talks already in the media, like, well, the Rockets going to prepare for the Jazz. Like, wait a minute. They haven't got the pass the Jazz yet. <laughs> are we already mm-hmm. talking about the Rockets going to beat the Jazz? Yep. Jazz is a Go really ahead and look past team. them. Go ahead and look past them. Well, you, you've already seen that how close all these teams are in the West. Yeah. Why is any team in the West going to look any other team in the West? That's, That's stupid and foolish on your part. Yeah. I, I want to overlook this Jazz team. They're very good. They're very well coached by Quinn Snyder. Um, they they're they really difficult at home. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, Jay Crowder can give get in, get in his airspace, James Harden airspace. So it's get in his space. So it's gonna be a really because really you know because you know the game is called different in the playoffs as well too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just get in his space. Uh, who you got for our prediction? Oh God! As much as I want to say the Jazz, I think <laughs> I think that the. The Rockets will pull it out, but God, do I want the other team to win? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the Rockets and Sips. They, they will end up playing them, and but like I said, it's, it's gonna be some tough series here. They, they're gonna guard. But let them over, out. let them overlook them though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I think Jazz can put. I think Jazz can get one on the road. First. Game oh yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, they can get one on the road and kind of put some pressure on them a little bit. So. Uh, Defense travels. Yeah. <laughs> in any sports, defense travels. It does. Yes, it does. Yeah, you like the pun. Yeah. I did, yes. <laughs> I got to laugh a little bit. I was like, okay, I got you. All right, let's go to the East. The East, you got number one, Milwaukee. You got the best record in the league at 60 wins and 22 losses. Detroit Pistons limped into the playoffs, like that pun, uh, 41 and 41. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I, I was hoping Detroit didn't make it, man, because they got a lot of injuries. But we'll talk about that. Um, so look, this series got like a lot of injuries. Pistons, Blake, uh, Blake Griffin got a left bum knee. Um, blame parent on that. No, I'm I am shocked. Blake Griffin is hurt. <laughs> and then the Bucks, they got Malcolm Brogdon, Tony Shell, and Nikola Mirotic is out. What's up with this, man? They got a lot. Someone call a doctor, man. What's up with all these injuries, man? We, what do you think about the Pistons kind of limping into the they playoffs? Did, they didn't do enough load management throughout the year, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the Pistons are just – just tell the Pistons, hey, stay at home. Just don't don't, don't come. Send send seven guys up here so we can play them. But just just don't come because Milwaukee's going to beat the crap out of them. I mean, yeah, who's going to guard Giannis? It could be Blake, but he's not No one. No one can guard him. No one in the league can guard him. Dude's got 27 points per game, 12 rebounds, and he's doing his own 58% field goal shooting. And 74-foot arms. <laughs> Just the, the man, the man, he was the MVP this year. I think he's, he's my MVP, too. He was on the best team, and he's the best player on the best team. He's the MVP. I know why. Because if, if you take him off that team, they're not that good. No. And, and that's what MVP is. Yeah, and that's why I say if you take that dude, if you take that dude off of that team, is he? Are they going to be that good? The answer with that team is no. He's the MVP. <laughs> Easy. It shouldn't take no more. Freaking figure that out. So we agree this is a sweep, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next series. <laughs> uh, you got the Toronto. At Orlando, Toronto is fifty-eight and twenty-four. Orlando's forty-two and forty. Uh, the series is actually tied, but then it's don't get it confused. There was a few uh, games that Toronto didn't have their starters, so 
and Orlando kind of blew them out when they didn't have some of their starters. Kawhi missed one game, and I know um, Cal missed another game. But uh, the, the, you kind of saw like the, the kind of tell the story when they played on April 1st, where Toronto won 121-109. Um, so that's kind of like the more accurate picture of what, you know, what you can see the Toronto team would be. Uh, just Danny Green went off that series there. As far as Toronto's this, good. Toronto's Toronto is the is is really deep. They don't have any injury issues right now, and they got a lot. Of Toronto's speed. good, and here's the main thing for Toronto that plays in their favor: LeBron James is no longer in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they Toronto they can, they can Toronto will make the Eastern Conference Finals this year and not get away because now Giannis is in the East. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So the experience here, you got Magic starters that got 33 playoff combined. The Raptor starters have 470. Ain't that all from Terrence Roth? <laughs> <laughs> 400. Is, uh, I think they're all from um, DJ August. No, they broke it down. No, DJ Augustine. Nick, Terrence Ross and DJ Augustine. Yeah, and Nick and Nick Booch had like one game. He played. He played one game for Philly in the playoffs. But 417 playoff game combined. Uh, talk about the experience, man. You got Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry. Mark Kawhi Kyle. Leonard has played more playoff games than the Magic have in the last 15 years. Yeah. Mark Gasol. <laughs> uh, like that, that, that team has so much playoff experience, man. And, uh, and they're really good. They're deep, man. Like they, This is a team that... It's too bad y'all couldn't have got the sixth seed. Yeah, I, I wanted to play the Sixers. Um, no shit. Everybody wanted to play the Sixers. Because Embiid's not going to play the first game, apparently. But yeah, The Sixers aren't all they're cracked up to be anyway. Their bench isn't deep either. Uh, Toronto's yeah. bench is really, really... Now, the thing is... Yeah, Toronto, Toronto's good. Right. Um, so, Kawhi Leonard, he, he uh, rested 20... And I'm games. sorry for you that you got to play them. I'm, I really am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> At least you made it. <laughs> So uh, Kawhi Leonard, he had rested 22 games during the, during the season. So uh, because of load management, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. So you think he's already to go? Yeah, he, he <laughs> he's ready to go. He's ready to go. That 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 team is ready to go. And so. yeah, oh, I I I'm mad that y'all didn't get at least the six seed because I'd have rather y'all seen I'd rather seen y'all play. Philadelphia, because I think y'all match up way better with Philadelphia than y'all do with Toronto. Mm-hmm. So the thing, but the thing it, that's going for Orlando, just, uh, uh, well, they do come in as one of the hottest teams in the league and they go into the playoffs. They're twenty-two and nine since January third. You'll get a game. You'll get a game on them. So, um, Jonathan Isaac and and Aaron Gordon defends those guys very like uh, Siakam and Kawhi Leonard. It's like do not play well against them. But what was kill Orlando is Danny Green, Cal Lowry, Marcus Sall. Mm-hmm. Those are the yep. other guys. And then their their bench, Van, uh, Fred Van Fleet has killed him. Um, so did Toronto even admit, like Danny Green had a podcast, he was like, Orlando's the least team I want to play. Of they're course. Lean. They're lean. Right now they're scary. Yeah, they're, they're yep. scary. They're lean. So um, Orlando's going to make it tough for them. I told you, you, you you'll, you'll get a game. I would not be surprised if you get two. Mm-hmm. Orlando's gonna make it tough for them, but I'm just I'm just kind of glad they got there, to get the experience. And plus, this this for them. What I like about this, when you go over there to the Jurassic Park, wherever they call that place, not only they got fans in in the uh, 
They got fans outside. Outside. Like, they're playing against pretty much a whole freak. They're playing against whole, they playing against Canada pretty much. They're playing against a bunch of Asian people. They're playing against Canada. So you're going into this rabid fan environment. You're pulling up. You're coming up. You're pulling up to the arena. You see fans going all the way back miles down. They're already outside yep. watching the game. You're walking up. Yep. Fans just see that you got your Orlando going. They're booing the crap out of you. Uh, so these young guys who had 33 playoffs combined as far as the Magic starters, they need to experience an environment. It's like a good. It. it is a good learning experience so, for them. I, that, definitely. So as far as the <laughs> environment, I'm glad they got this environment. I'm glad they got this environment. But the Orlando environment is going to be – y'all are excited down there. That's that's an understatement. <laughs> It'll be sold out. Y'all y'all will show up because, one, Orlando – one, Orlando loves a bandwagon, so they'll show up. <laughs> I was about to say that, bro. Bro, I swear I've seen fans come out in the woodwork. I'm like, you haven't spoken about they magic will, in years. Where are you They will from? show up. Yep, they will oh. show up and show out. Have, until until they're done. And then they'll be like, well, I don't like them anyway. I have seen Twitter fans that haven't tweeted Magic stuff in a while. Like, I'm so excited they're back. Wait a minute. I, I haven't seen you tweet at all about the Magic. You ain't been here in seven years. Yeah, Where have you come exactly, from? Exactly, exactly. But then, I, listen, I, I can't oh, say really? enough about this team, and I'm proud of Steve Clifford should be considered to be coach of the year for what he did with this team. No He's one, done a great job. No one have predicted this team to go to the playoffs. Yet People alone. were predicting they was going to be last. Yes. There was team And lottery picks. Lottery picks. And, yep. <laughs> there, this team was was supposed to be going to lottery, get 32 wins. Um, Steve Cliff, and even at 20 and 31, it was like, oh, back to the lottery again. Even myself, I was like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, you were like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, so even but they got, But after the All-Star break, they've arguably been one of the better teams in the NBA. And Steve Clifford is, is is he's got his team got a, they got they get back on fast on fast break, they rebound well, they don't turn over the ball. They have an identity now as far as a defensive team. Yep. So now as far as the And off- they've got a good and they've got a good mix of young and vets. Yes. They have they have a nice mixture of young guys and veterans on that team. So they've done they've they've done a really good job of adding pieces where they needed to add pieces. And your biggest pickup happened not too long ago. Yep. He didn't play yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we got him. Not that guy. No, no, not oh. that guy. Oh, not the guy about, who oh, hasn't oh, played. Oh, you talking about the uh the rookie the old rookie of the year, Michael Carter Williams, yeah. Exactly. He has been a gigantic spark plug for that team. Phenomenal. I agree. Yeah. He has been he has been he's been one of the best pickups I've seen them do in a while. Yeah. And, uh, I was mad that nobody else looked at him. I was like, why did no one look at him? Like, yeah, I didn't know he was like, I forgot that he got waved. I'm like, wait a minute, Mike Hart, he got waved. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, it was very cool, man. All right, I can talk about the match all day. What's your prediction? We know. I think y'all get one, maybe two games. Okay. So I think it I'll I'll, I'll go with it, go six. But it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tougher than people are thinking it's gonna be. Yeah. But I think it goes six. I think y'all get I think y'all get one in or, or one one on the road and one in Orlando. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if you got both of the wins in Orlando and just lost on the road. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not- Orlando's gonna be pumped. Yeah. I, I I I've seen I've seen them when they've been pumped. <laughs> well, all the bandwagoners show up all and they're the all pumped up. 
Half oh, yeah. of them don't know a god darn person on the team. No. But they pumped up. I know Mo Bama because he's in a song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's great for you. Yeah. I uh before we move on, yeah, like I said, I, when they clinch and the the cloud was going down, I literally broke down and cried, man. This this is such a big moment for for me personally. If anybody know listen to the podcast, I'm a huge Magic fan, so the big moment is when you win the title, Cortez. That's when you're supposed Listen, to cry. I know it's a big moment, stuff. but seven years, bro. I couldn't. I couldn't. I. I. I got humbled, bro. <laughs> I have got humbled so much. <laughs> so I've been humbled so much. I'm not going to even pick this series. I'm watching it as a fan. So you say <laughs> Toronto and sits. I'm not picking. I'm enjoying it. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, I'm just glad that them guys got there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I was glad for you. That's why I didn't pick on you like other people picked on you. Yes, yeah. Thank you, you jerk. I, did, I told him, hey, let the man enjoy it. Let, let him enjoy it. Let I was like, let him enjoy it. I don't care. Just let the man enjoy it. I said, I know we ain't going to make the playoffs, so I'm going to treat Wade retiring and everything like they just made the finals. <laughs> said, just let the man enjoy it. I was like, he, he don't get this often. So let him enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. All right. So Philly, Philadelphia, 51-31 against Brooklyn, who was 42-40. and 40. Uh, This season series was 2-2. And now there's some intrigue here because they're saying that Joe B, who's got a sore knee, will possibly miss game one. He actually missed uh, the last five out of seven games that was left in the remaining season. This is a guy. I'm shocked. Joel Embiid was hurt. <laughs> it's a guy who's uh, got 27 points on the season, 13 rebounds on 40% shooting. Um, <clears throat> big loss of Joel Embiid, huh? but you say you're not shocked with the injury. So I'm not shocked. He's hurt. So this this team, speak about their buildup, man, as far as like Philadelphia. They made all these trades and um, – well, what what you think about Philly right here with, with Joe and B with this sore knee? They all right. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on no process. No. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm not sold on no process. They have. They have who I like to call the most overrated player in the league in Ben Simmons. <laughs> you don't like Ben Simmons, man. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. Yeah, no, it's, it's... he can't shoot at all. He can't shoot free throws. He can't. He, he, he can't shoot. And he, he's not the guy that I'm going to be like. Yes, I want him as my point guard. No, because when you throw the ball inbounds, you're not going to throw it to him. Because at the end of the game, if he gets fouled, he's going to throw up some bricks. So he's to me, he's just way overrated. <laughs> he can't shoot a lick. So talk about his team, Elton Brandon. He, he can't always... even shoot on a video game if you make it perfect. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> so Elton Brandon. Always... He didn't even shoot a three in the all. That's how you know you cannot shoot. You did not shoot a three in the all-star game. <laughs> oh, man, it's rough, man. So, hey, Elton Brandon made all these trades. He got Tobias Harris. And um, he got, I know he got some of these guys from the bench over here from a few spots. Like, I know Maravich and. And uh, James Ennis from Houston, but you know this this team, this starting lineup, they only played ten games together. Simmons, Reddick, Butler, Harris, and MB. Who the MB's like I said, I don't mention he's been out for a few games. Uh, you, do you think that's going to be an impact against this Brooklyn Nets at all? Or no, because I don't think Brooklyn is is as good as everybody makes them out to be. 
they're 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 good, but I don't think they're as good as make them out to be. Like they can have they can have an off game here or there and still get past Brooklyn. But this team goes this team we all know goes as Joel Embiid goes. So once he gets back in, you have to see how he goes along. But I think they have enough substance with the other guys that they had to get past Brooklyn. Oh yeah. JJ instantly plays better when Embiid plays. Give him the space and and, uh, oh God, yeah! Because he's a he's a space eater. He stretches out everybody. So that's why I say gonna be when he, when Joel Embiid plays, he's arguably one of the better big men in the league. Yeah, when he plays, but he he, he just he's got to play. And mind you, he's been increasing, increasing, increasing as the years go on. But you got to play, man. Yeah. You got to play. There's some things, hey, if you got a boo-boo, you got to suck it up, man. Play. <laughs> play some ball. But that that's that's the, and that's the big knock on him is he just he has availability. Yep. Sometimes availability is better than your skill set. Yep. If you're available and you're good, then you're really good. But if you're available and you're decent, then you you're still available. That's a good part. Mhm. So, uh, not, really, not a really big believer in Brooklyn. D'Angelo Russell had a spectacular season. Uh, they they uh, got Jerry Allen. They got Allen Crabb. They got a few pieces that they got over there. Um, they just don't have enough. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has <laughs> been playing pretty good off the bench. Uh, but, yeah, this this just, just for Brooklyn as well, too. They they got there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think with them. They're, they're, they're Orlando-esque to me. Yeah. Good you got there. Mm-hmm. Bad, you about to get your eyeballs beat out. But good, you got there. Oh yeah, you good for your experience. Good for the experience, and uh, they got a lot of money going to free agencies. So uh, this does well for Brooklyn, who bounced back from this whole Boston. And that's happened. another thing with Orlando. We'll go back to Orlando for a second. When Orlando, this exposure opens them up for a free agent wanting to come there. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of young talent there on the cheap still. Yep. To where if you bring in one good guy, one real solid level two-tier player, that that team can take off <clears throat> in a heart. <clears throat> Kimball Walker. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> but they but they've but they've made themselves as a as now a good looking destination, like they were before. Yeah. And that's a good part for them. This exposure will will get somebody's eyes and get somebody's attention. And, uh, Hell, I want Kimball Walker down there. Freak, freak you in Miami. I mean, I want him in Miami. Freak Miami. that, that. <laughs> I want them other two dudes to leave and open up us some money and bring one of them down there. Mm-hmm. Screw that shit. Nice. I like Kimball Walker. But yeah, it's a it's a good exposure for you for them and the Nets. Yeah, Nets get some good exposure too, especially since they got all this money to deal with. Oh yeah. Been rumored about Kyrie and Katie coming. There's been rumors flying around. There's rumors everywhere about everybody going everywhere. We just—I'm just leaving all that mess alone. Yep. Until it happens. Uh, who you got as far as the series and wins? Uh, Philadelphia in six. Uh, I went for Philly in six. Last series. Just because Embiid's missing. If he wouldn't have missed, it would have been five. Yeah. You got the. Uh, Boston Celtics against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Boston come in at 49-34. This is a good one. Yes, Indiana come in at 48-34. Uh, 
first of all, before we go into, you know, the pretty much players, man, talk about the job Nate McMillan has done losing his star player and was able to get this team a playoff berth. Indiana is what Utah and Denver and some of these other teams in the West are. Uh-huh. They're, the, they're the East version of those teams where they ain't got that guy that pops off because, well, the guy that pops off is hurt. But they still get the job done. And they're the, they're the East version of those guys. And I hope they beat the crap out of the Celtics. It's another coach of the year candidate, too, the job he did without exactly. Oladipo. Exactly. Just the job he's done without Oladipo being there. Mouth it, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, Miles Turner, I believe he lead the leads in blocks. Um, you got, uh, who is it, Bo- Bodon Bodanovich, who is leading the team in scoring. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, like this team is playing very, very well. They also, um, their point guard Darren Collison is pretty good. So they, they, they're a very well coached team. One of the better defensive teams in the league. And and Nate McMillan, what did you? What, what what was that? One of the better defensive team in the league, like Kevin said. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he deserves a lot of credit for a coach of the year and has has his, um, he should get considered for coach of the year for the job that he has done. I think eventually the coach of the year probably gonna go to Mike Malone for Denver. But nonetheless, I think that Nate no, it has to. You, the, the, you, the number two seed, and doing it with that team, yeah, he he definitely did. There's a lot of guys that deserved it this year for the job that they have done. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think the outright favorite is is definitely would be um Mike Malone from uh, the Nuggets. But you know, uh, Nate Miller's done a really good job with this team. So, uh, so yeah, I think and I think they can get the Celtics. The Celtics are they got too many guys that are too occupied, preoccupied with other stuff. So I about to mention that because the Celtics come into the postseason hot. They five and one and against including two wins against the Pacers. But they also lost Marcus Smart before the six weeks with a blink injury. Um yep. first of all, I don't know why Brass even play him in a match game because y'all already got that seat locked up. There's no point in playing him. And then if you would have played him, you would have to play Orlando that beat you in the season series three to zero if you go to the third season. Mm-hmm. So like, why? <laughs> you don't, do you? I like this. It's like now you done lost one of your best offenders, um, one of one of your call guys that that is in that you know team, uh, yep. for a downfall. And now it could cost you, you know, against this really talented Pacers team. So, um, yeah. So what you what you think about? Uh, you say there's a lot of distractions with as far as with the uh, the, the Celtics. You got, well, you got Kyrie. The distraction with Kyrie ain't going. Hey. It's about time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Am I going to be out and all this stuff? And, and we know that causes a distraction for any basketball team when that kind of stuff goes on. Is this team disappointing Especially, because they were supposed to be like the best team in the East before the season started? A lot of it's disappointing. They, I think they've been a little bit disappointed because they were arguably supposed to be the number one seed and fly through the East. Yeah. They looked great last year. Oh, last year they looked fantastic. Oh, last year they looked phenomenal. But then they tried to put Gordon Hayward back in there and trying to adjust him back in there, and he he seems to not be that fit that everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah. And I get it. He wanted to go play with his old ball coach that he played with in Butler. You know. Yep. Um, but he just don't seem to be that fit that everybody thought he was going to be on that team. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think he's he's all the way full healthy either. Yeah, that smart injury is big, though, man. I uh... oh, it's huge! It's huge. He's the, he's literally their best defender. Yeah, 
and you don't need them against, uh, you know, some of these guards that they got in Collison and, and Corey Joseph that they have over there. So, yeah, Indiana's physical. Guards. They got some real good Indian, guards. Indiana, Indiana is physical. They, they're, they're that smash mouth, get at you team. Yes. And when you're, when you're missing your smash mouth, get at you guy, then it, it, it hurts. All right. Well, uh, seeing people say I don't watch basketball during the year. <laughs> Uh, you know your stuff, man. You know your stuff. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all doubt me. All right, who you got? Who you got winning? I think I don't. It's a good one. I'm going with Indiana. Yeah, I'm thinking Indiana wins it. Really? I yeah. Got, I got Boston in seven. Yeah, screw Boston. I just don't like Boston. I makes two of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just against all things Boston. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so the Lakers, man, this whole drama with them. Magic Johnson did an impromptu press conference. Didn't tell Jimmy Buss that he was quitting. And, I'm out. And pretty much just came out and said, I'm quitting just because uh, I, I'm not having fun anymore. Uh, I'm, not- I'm quitting. I'm quitting because I want to tweet about whoever I want to playing basketball and because LeBron yelled at me. Yep, I can't. I can't congratulate Russell on his twenty 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 because they said, uh, you know, I'd be considered, considered tampering. Uh, I, I was trying to work out with Ben Simmons in the offseason. I'd be considered tampering. Um, this is the stuff. The, all this is the stuff that comes when LeBron James goes to your team. Come denominator, huh? Every little thing gets blown up four hundred degrees because LeBron James is on your team. That's what happens. You wanted him there. Now you've get to deal with everything that comes with him. And this is the kind of stuff that comes with LeBron. Now the coach is gone. Yep. This is the kind of stuff that comes with him. You just have to grin and bear it. And you People know. want to complain about it. Complain. Well, this it's not nobody. Look, they wanted LeBron there. Now, here you go. Put up with the stuff that comes with him. Because this is what's going to happen. Your coaches are going to go. People are going to go. Players are going to get mentioned in trades and everything. It's going to piss people off. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, the other thing is going to happen. The only place, there was one place that can control him, and that was Miami. Just take a look back at everything. Miami was the only place that controlled the narrative with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm lying. You're not lying. That was the only place where the narrative was controlled. You didn't hear about the coach about to get fired. You didn't hear about the GM wanting to quit. You didn't hear none of that because they were the ones that were dictating to LeBron, not LeBron dictating to them. Yep. You're right. You're right. And the reason he left and the reason LeBron left there is for that reason right there because things were being dictated to him and he wasn't able to dictate stuff back. You know what's crazy, man, is the Lakers is such like a historic franchise and how he bringing this disarray to this franchise and how like such like like you he literally got the face of that whole entire franchise fired. You have to have some type of clout to get the face of a whole franchise fired. Right. You know how hard that is? That's hot. That's hot. Exactly. You made them, you made the face of the French guys go, I don't want to be here no more. 
You got players don't want to talk to you. I read articles on Athletic talking about that. It was just awkward. LeBron just kind of dissing himself right from the players. And even before they made these, like, before they got LeBron, they added Lance Stevenson, Ray John Rondo, JaVel McGee. And it's like, there, that's not the none, none of the Nope. LeBron had nobody to talk to there. Nobody to talk to. That's, no one that's to what it was. Call. Every place that LeBron goes, there's at least one friend there for him to talk to. When you have no friends for him to talk to, this is the way he gets. It was just a weird mix of talent. Just a weird mix of talent. You put shooters around. You mean LeBron. weird mix of non-talent? Yeah, there it is. We're a mess of non-talent. Like, you, you put shooters around LeBron. Miami did it. Cleveland did it. Why couldn't the Lakers do it? But here was the thing. LeBron said he wanted to do this whole, play this whole entire different way of ball that he's been playing lately and ended up playing the same way he did. Yeah. And then Play the way you just said you wanted to play. Play with your back to the basket. Play as you actually want to play and see if they can do it. But no, you went back to playing point guard. But see, Magic, this is the this is the stuff that comes with him. But Magic Johnson's vision is so poor. Even before he made all these trades, and he was talking about the summer league, he made these moves to counteract for Golden State. Hello, there is thirty-one other teams in the NBA that you got to play. There are yep. thirty-one Magic. NBA teams you got to play. You got to you got to cater to what they're doing now. They're playing small mm-hmm. ball. They're spreading the floor out. They're doing a pacing space. You got to get shooters around this man. The only thing Magic was worried about this offseason when he was doing everything was getting LeBron to the Lakers. Yeah. And LeBron was going to go to the Lakers anyway because it was the best decision for him and his family and for all the other stuff that he got going on, not just basketball. It's brand. (laughs) You were going to get him. Exactly. You were going to get him no matter what because he wanted to do all this other stuff, and that's where he wanted to go. Magic Johnson didn't even tell LeBron that he was quitting. Nope. You got this guy to LA, you didn't tell him you was quitting? Nope. Because because Magic's like, you know what Magic did? Magic said, I'm about to do a preemptive strike. I'm going to get out of here before they kick me out of here. Yep. Or he And that's what it was. Or he knew. I'm out. Yep, I'm out before they, they even try to get me out. Or he knew because we had heard on Twitter and people said that People don't want to play with LeBron. And he heard some of these free That's, agents that was not going to want to play with LeBron. Exactly. LeBron is... Uh, the reason LeBron went to Miami and was able to be successful in Miami was because he was there with buddies. Dwayne was his buddy. Chris was his buddy. Yep. Right now, none of them free agent guys are his buddy. Kawhi Leonard's not his buddy. Guys that are coming available is not his buddy. Kevin Durant is not his buddy. <laughs> exactly. They're not buddies. The reason it worked so well in Miami is because they were buddies. They were friends off the court. LeBron's not going to bring people that he's friends with off the court now because he's not friends with all the – he's not friends with young guys. Yeah. He's not friends with guys that are becoming free agents that are younger than him. He was friends with that class. Now that class is gone. <laughs> he don't have the guys to bring in. And that's what I've been trying to tell people. Look, dude, LeBron was good because of who he knew. LeBron was good because of, one, because he's been playing in the East for almost all of his career. Playing with the East has helped his career because the East was bad. Yeah, been bad for years. 
it helped his career make it look like the way he was because he was playing against an inferior talent. Now that he goes to the West, surprise! <laughs> tell me, I tell me I'm lying. No, you're not lying. You're I want somebody to fly out. Tell me that I'm lying because I'm not. No, you're not. All you have to do is look at the history of what he has done, and this is what happens everywhere except Miami, because Miami he didn't control the narrative. Pat Riley controlled the narrative. Everywhere else LeBron has went, he's controlled the narrative. Hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you enjoying this Lakers disarray? 436. Four, yeah. I'm with you. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm like, keep singing the song, baby. Keep bringing it. Me and Kevin the more crap that comes out about it, the more... And you know what makes it even better for me? that it, Not just that it's the Lakers, is that it's him. Oh my gosh! And see, that's where we're opposite at. I'm glad it's the, it's the Lakers. I'm, I'm so yep. glad it's the Lakers. But I, I'm I'm glad it's the Lakers, <laughs> and I'm glad it's him. <laughs> me, me and Kevin already had me and Kevin had this gun for years. There's one fan base that I can throw in the middle of the ocean and watch them drown. It's the Los Angeles Lakers fan base. And yep. And the second one to go right after them is the Knicks. I will thoroughly enjoy that. And they they deserve this because they felt some type of way beginning the year like, oh, we got LeBron. It's going to be instant success and stuff like that. And, you know, I thought LeBron, like, yeah, you know, LeBron's going to the West. I think it's going to be hard, but I think he'll get him, like, 45-some wins in the West. Wrong. I'm just funny that exactly all the stuff I said at the beginning of the season played out perfectly. And I know he and was hurt. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it played, out, it played out like you said. And I know he got hurt. It played out exactly. It played out exactly like I said it was going. I even called him getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. I said his body is old and he will miss games. I said he's getting older. He's going to miss games. Those guys are way too young. And watch. And I even called this at the beginning. I said, watch. Something's going to happen to where somebody's going to become available in a trade or get trade rumors talked about him, and he's going to throw people under the bus. Because guess what? That's been the narrative from LeBron, every other team he's played for except Miami. It's just, it is facts. It is straight up facts, and I want somebody to argue it with me. The man is a hell of a good basketball player, but he's terrible, terrible, terrible decision maker when he goes to places and wants to put his foot down on something. It's just facts. Kevin, tell tell, tell them who who, who they think about being replacing Luke Wall as the coach. Tell them, tell them. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you anything right there about who's pulling strings, then you can kiss my natural white honey. The same guy you got fired to Cleveland. What? <laughs> because he wants an, because he wants another person there that if things go south, that's who they're gonna put the blame on and they'll get rid of you. This is how he works. <laughs> And when you keep discussing him as being better than Michael Jordan, when did Michael Jordan do that? <laughs> Can I say one more thing? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm having fun with this because because it's funny because I like being right about this. How come he want nobody to play with him in Space Jam? No one want to play with him in Space Jam? <laughs> 
because no one owns a Nike shoe deal. <laughs> no one wants to play in Space Jam with him. <laughs> you know who else don't even want to be in Space Jam with him? Bugs. Bugs Bunny has came out and said, look, he said he was going to trade me for Mickey Mouse. So no. Man. <laughs> No That's funny. No <laughs> bugs don't even want to play with him because he thinks he's gonna get traded for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, I am enjoying this. We can go on and on about this. <laughs> Close this, man. But yeah, yeah we we we'll only we we'll only go on and on about it when we bring people on. Yes, <laughs> yes, we'll have more people on. We'll ask about Lakers demise. There, there's gonna be more news about Lakers. But Lakers not done. But don't another. But don't another damn soul come into my. Twitter or come on this show and say that LeBron James is the greatest player ever because he is not. No. Very, very I don't want to hear it. Guy. No more. Top five of all time LeBron is. My opinion, I know you probably think different, but he is not better than Michael Jordan. No. I can think of a few guys that are better, better than him, but we'll he's definitely in the top five, top ten in my mind. But damn it, he is not the greatest basketball player of all time. No. Kiss my natural white honey on that, too. No. All right. I think we're done here. I got to go somewhere. Look here. Michael Jordan freaking Funko Pop shut down the internet today. <laughs> when LeBron's Funko Pop come out, it didn't shut down websites. <laughs> That's when you know you're the greatest of all time. When your Funko Pop freaking shuts down websites. This is This is gold. This is gold right here. I'm enjoying every second of this right now. <laughs> I made a bet with my dad, by the way. And um, if, if the Lakers... Oh, you won. Oh, yeah, I won. Yeah, yeah. like he, he said, if I said, I bet Orlando might have a better record than the Lakers. If not, who the loser had to take the family out to dinner. Well, I guess we've got to take the family out to dinner. All right. Go good somewhere good. Oh, yeah, my mom's like... Well, dad, don't be cheap. Oh, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. Nah, it's time to get right. Tell, get some steak. Yeah, somewhere. tell dad. Tell dad, don't be cheap. Mm-hmm. Better get that nice Save bonus. up. Save up, because we, we going to eat somewhere. <laughs> we going to get some steak, bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That should do it. Uh, make, make sure y'all stay through. Uh, we got NFL draft coming up this month, don't we? Yeah. And we got in-game coming up. Ah, uh, yes. So, a lot, a lot of fun stuff going on here. We're going to be talking about Avengers and drafts. Yes. And uh, possibly more NBA playoff stuff because it's now picking up now. Uh, start Saturday. Can't wait. Excited. Um, make sure. Yeah, you- the drafts in two weeks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, I said I knew. Yeah, we gotta do a draft podcast coming first soon. The drafts the twenty fifth. Yeah, we will do that. We will do that next week. We gotta get a round table here. Uh, try to reach out some people to come on the podcast for NFL draft. Um, yeah, that'd be. Oh cool. yeah, I know. Uh, make sure. Yeah, we will. We will talk the draft next week. Yes. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast page at. Ball's not court. You can follow me at end of minus CP. Kevin C2415. Uh, you can go to uh, Facebook as well. Type in Ball's Not Court Podcast. Give us a like shout there. Uh, you can go to Podomatic by going to end of minus CP.podomatic.com. Uh, we're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, and many other sites as well. I uh, want to say thank you to the Black Tucks. They gave us a whopping five cents, and our sponsorship was over, so I should be getting a new sponsorship here soon. <laughs> yes. Ooh, we got a nickel, baby. <laughs> so, I got a nickel. Uh, <laughs> we 
Plus, guys, Sky's Lemon Radio Sports Talk. You can check out this podcast, man, for one content at stlmedia.com or download the app in your mobile app store. Oh, that was fun. I, I can I can diss Lakers all day. And I'm no, okay. we will. We're going to have an episode that's called Diss Lakers. Yes, yes. I'm okay with that. I'm, I don't know too many Lake. I know Lakers fans. I, I would say, hey, listen to this episode. Let me let you bash your team right quick. Dislikers of Dislakers. Oh, man. <laughs> Dyslexias, whatever. <laughs> Dys- dyslexias. <laughs> All right. That should wrap it up for me and Kevin. Uh, thank you to the Ball Not Court podcast. Cortez, Paul, Kevin Carter. Y'all have a wonderful evening. This is the wrong franchise if you get affected by distractions. You know, his Lakers right now are 11th in the West, 10th with a 30 and 32 record. Um, they lost the last out of five out of six. Or they, lost the, they lost the last five out of six games, including to teams like Atlanta, New Orleans, and Memphis. Uh, they did try to go small against the Bucks because they wanted to put all their four talent on the floor with LeBron James.